0: Okay, with Nate Raven uh, winning screenplay from the LGBTQ plus film festival, Azalea is the feature script from, I guess, from a broad strokes perspective. I like kind of of this idea where there is this couple, gay couple who are trying to have a baby, trying want to have a baby, want to uh, do adoption. So they they want a baby, but they can't have one. And then the other side, there's a person that doesn't want a baby, but will have one, (laughs) which is very common in the world. Right. So you're kind of using two different kind of parallels to kind of start your narrative, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, so that's uh, something that you do see um, when dealing in the queer community and the sort of the modern um, way of thinking about family these days is like, uh, you know, what is a family unit? And it's it's all of these things. So it's not just a man and a woman and having a baby, but it could be um, just a single mother wanting to give their child away to uh, someone in need.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but it's, I guess it's about love, right? Like in its, in its simplest form, a family is about like loving your child and taking care of them, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, there's uh, just speaking about the of reality of, of today is there's so many children that need homes. So why why not let those that want a child yeah. have the child? And care I know it's, for it this, love is, it.
0: this is a question you probably can't answer or nobody can answer, but why is it so difficult then? <laughs>
1: You know, I I wish I had that answer because then I could fix the world, but <laughs> I don't.
0: Is it because like I, I guess it's because they want to make they have to it's like do due, due diligence. They want to make sure that the the couple is is going to be good parents. I guess I guess like, I'm trying to be a positive about this about like making yeah. sure that go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I I you no, know, you're right on track with that. I think that um. I mean, this was any adoption process, whether it's a queer couple or a straight yeah. couple, it's, you know, you have to go through making sure that the home is inviting and warm and making sure that the parents are um, uh, going to be able to care for the child and uh, support the child and give them what they need. So the, yeah, that's that's definitely all of that. But for some reason, it's it's just harder with queer couples. And I think we're just, as a society, I think we are... Um, sort of stuck in that old um, puritanical way of thinking that, you know, that was set in place centuries ago. And I think we're just now in the past, like five, 10 years of uh, starting to break out of that, you know, and starting to move forward more progressively.
0: Well, you got to remember that in 2008, uh, Barack Obama, pretty, I guess, from an American perspective, pretty progressive guy, didn't believe in gay marriage, yeah. campaign against gay marriage, right? So that's only 50 there's, years ago, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. The, um, uh, Hillary Clinton was the same way, like way back. They had know, to, I don't the, think
0: he be- they believed it, but I think they had to, they had to. The but king. that's,
1: yeah, exa- that's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, they, they had to, because they were playing the political game. Yeah. They were so afraid of losing their own careers that they were afraid to speak out about what they truly believed in and what was right. And I think that we're starting to make um small steps towards it, but steps nonetheless. And it's moving yeah. in that direction for sure.
0: There's obviously been huge progress. but people have to remember that there's still states in the United States that that legalize conversion therapy and things and like so when you're you know what I mean? Like it's like, so this is this is people think this is this issue is a dead issue, but it's there's still a long way to go.
1: You know, it, it, uh, kind of related topic, but I just read an article Um, in Lansing, Kansas, the, they canceled a production of The Laramie Project. And if you know that play, it's about Matthew Shepard, what happened to him mm-hmm. years ago, that tragic death that he went through. And some parents complained and they shut down the production. So yeah, it's still happening today. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to me that you know, I, I lived in New York for a long time. I live in L.A. now. So I get to see a lot of progressiveness around me. But and it's so easy to forget that in smaller areas and areas that I'm not that I don't live in, it it still happens and yeah. we still have to keep fighting for it.
0: Yeah. And it's the simplest way. It's it's the small towns, in middle America, because they it's what they don't see, what they don't know. Right. So it's like in, in, exactly. in a small town, everybody's straight and you happen to be not straight. It's hard for you to 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 come out because you need you need guidance. You need somebody, you need a kindred spirit, right? So Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting script. So is this kind of I'm just curious, like, wouldn't you come up with this kind of concept for this, for this particular script?
1: Yeah. So um this script is is actually based on a collection of true stories from people in my life. Uh Uh, From both sides. So for the lead female um, identifying character, there's um, a story, someone close to me that went through something similar. And for the gay couple, um, there's a couple of stories about difficulties with uh, adoption. Um, One in particular that I'd like to share is I had a really good friend who was just tried and tried and tried to have a baby, tried tried and tried and tried, and finally got one. Uh, from a mother that just gave birth, flew to um, pick up the baby,
0: mm-hmm.
1: held the baby for three days. And then the mother decided by the third or fourth day that she wanted it back. And he was devastated. And I was devastated for him because I was like, well, I don't understand why that is such an issue. Like you you agree to give up the baby to someone that wants it and will care for it and love it. And then all of a sudden you just want to take it back. And it it that to me just like resonated so strongly. And um and I was like, gosh, I, I it, and in the film world uh and TV world, you're really not seeing these stories. And I feel like these stories need to be told. They need to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, to to under make people understand that, that there's so much difficulty with this,
0: and it's yeah, I think you see a lot of the happy stories, I guess, but that's three days. It's like, I guess it's like they they want whoever the power is to be they they believe in the ideology of the mother giving the mother the opportunity to raise the child themselves, right?
1: I, right, exactly. I believe it's a
0: little bit overrated because I think, but that's that's a controversial statement because, like, I'm 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 biased because I didn't have the greatest mother, right? So basically, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like yeah, I think yeah. That it's, uh, I understand what their what their their point of view is, but three days that's a that's a long time, right?
1: It's a yeah, and there was a, actually there's a another set of friends, another gay couple. It was 28 days that they had the child days. and the mother. 28 days and the mother took it back.
0: So that's, there's something like that's 28 days is like they're taking care of the baby. They're feeding the baby every three hours. I mean,
1: think about all the money that you've spent, all the, the, you know, creating, creating a home and holding the child and establishing a relationship. So yeah, I like you, there's going to be people on both sides of the argument, obviously there always is, but it just, um. For me, I just feel like there's there's got to be something to to be done to really. It's for the child, you know. It's it's about the child, making sure that the child is loved and cared for, but also protecting these parents and what they need and what they want. Yeah, it's.
0: I'm I'm projecting, of course, but I think that sometimes these mothers get uh, influenced by others, by maybe other family members, etc. Guilt right and then they feel guilty people are 100
1: percent, yeah. and then yeah
0: yeah yeah that's 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 tragic right so i'm like i'm sorry to hear that but it's like and it's because you could you like you said it's not even just money it's about time energy like even before the baby's born about what you're like the the you're set, you're preparing i guess from an emotional level and then obviously physical level too but like you're in that just to be that taken away from you that's just that that's heart-wrenching
1: Yeah, and so that's that's sort of all of these thoughts that we're talking about is what I sort of infused into the script, and it's really kind of two stories going on that uh, connect. But it's these two sides where I want to show the struggles with gay adoption, but I also want to show the other side that it's you know it's a woman's right to choose what to do with her body, what to do with um, her situation, her life. It's very it's a very pro choice uh script and i wanted to make sure that that was really relevant mm. uh, and how it all like and connections between people and and the pressures you feel when uh, to have a child because it's not easy
0: no it's not <laughs> uh, yeah it's not. i don't pair myself yeah,
1: ask anyone it's not like it's not easy yeah, that's, you know
0: that's the irony of it it's like it's like it's t- you once once you people are desperate to have children they once you have it it changes your like not that there's anything like I don't regret anything, but it's like, it changes your life forever. And it's like, it's a lot yeah. of work and a lot of heart. It's like a lot of anxiety. Cause you love them so much. And you just, you have, to, you're always worrying, I guess, right? So,
1: yeah. And I talked to um, just in line with this uh, and, and with the, um, with the script, the script Azalea, it's, I talked to a lot of women about the pressures of pregnancy and the pressures of, uh do you want a child? Do you not want a child? I mean, there's a lot of women that don't want children. Yeah, And it's, it, so I took, I talked to so many, cause you know, I, I'm a man, so I don't know what any of, you know, I don't know what goes through a female's mind. So it was really fascinating and eye-opening to hear their like innermost thoughts about it and their feelings. And, um, and I took all that and tried to infuse my script with as much of it as possible. So to make it as believable as possible.
0: So what is your, uh, I know that you do a a writer's room, correct? Like you, you're the head of a a writer's room. Like what is that? I'm I'm curious about that process and what that entails.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, it's called IFT Network. And uh, if you want to look it up, it's iftnetwork.com. It's a a writing room that's been running about two years now, actually. Uh, It started during the pandemic to give a space Um, for writers to share their work. It's over Zoom. It's every Tuesday uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And what happens is uh, I bring in a writer. We read their work aloud. They're allowed to bring in readers if they want. I have my own list of readers that I can sort of cast the script and we read the script aloud. It's a great way for actors to practice their cold read skills or dive into a character. So um, it's really been a, beneficial for everyone. And then after uh, the read, we open it up for feedback. And it's been such a incredible tool for um, writers in particular, but all creatives to explore stories and um, especially for writers. It's, I, I preach this so much um, cause I'm a script director as well. And which is in line with this IFT network writing room. Um, I offer script doctoring services to help with formatting, character arcs, like emotional arcs, all that. Um, and I tell them, tell my writers like, have your table read. It's so important to read it out loud so you can hear the flow, hear the pacing, hear if you have jokes, hear what jokes work and what don't. Um,
0: it's also, too, people it, are interpreting their, to- their tone and styles. that the, the actors are interpreting their, their words too, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's very much that, um, like, hearing your tone and style, like, uh, which which is can be hard sometimes to nail down um, when you're writing yeah. sort of the, uh, like a multi-genre script, or you know, you want to make sure that you, your tone and style is like spot on and your ha- your voice is coming through. Um, so it really, really is an invaluable tool.
0: So you you started this two two years ago. So this yeah. is uh, so this is like 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 in the heart of the pandemic, so to speak, I guess.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and it's been such a great way to uh, meet new creatives. We have a guy that com- brings in scripts from New Zealand. We have a guy in Australia that's um, brought in a script, I'm about to bring in another one. So we're sort of, it's a great way to reach out globally as well.
0: So that's was my next question. So anybody anybody's able to join or do you like have a certain filter or
1: Oh no, it, it, nope, anyone's able to join. Uh it's fully open to anyone. We have tons of people that just come and listen yeah. and then get feedback if they want. Um it, yeah, and if anyone out there is listening and wants uh, to submit, my email is Nate Nate dot raven R-A-V-E-N at IFT Yeah,
0: we'll have a link to the to this the thing the, the the on your on your website. Perfect. That's so and cool. you just started it because I because obviously we we do something uh similar but we used to do readings uh like live readings with the crowd all the time it was more of a public setting and the re- the issue I love what you guys are doing I'm not trying to basically the issue I had with the feedback is that is that it kind of didn't needed to be monitored a little bit because sometimes people were giving feedback based on what they like what they wanted from the script not to help the script make better there's a distinction right you know what I mean Yo. there's that, you don't know what I'm trying to say? That that's when we yeah, oh, have to find that filter.
1: So what I um tell the writers uh when they come in to have their script read, I say, look, you're gonna get a variety of feedback, take what you need and chuck the rest. Yeah. Don't you know it's not an art in
0: itself, right?
1: <laughs> it's oh my, it's so it's honestly it's so hard because you're, you know, egos and pride yeah. and or your your heart has poured into the script. So I, I completely understand it. But our goal is, and I and I tell everyone in the room too, with their feedback, first of all, I ask what type of feedback that they want so that it we can be very specific. But then I say, look, you know, our goal here is to elevate your script. We're not trying to change your story. We just want to make it better so that when you do submit to these screenplay competitions, when you do get it in front of a producer or a director, yeah. your script is so solid that they go, wow, this is great and let's move forward with it.
0: That's yeah, that's awesome. So good good for you. I know it's a lot of work. It must be it must be a lot of work what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's uh but you know what, it's work that I enjoy because I love I'm a storyteller. I love and I love reading other people's work and scripts and trying to help them make it the best that they can.
0: Gotcha. And then you have like, okay, so you have script scriptographers looking at your website. So you can yeah. people can submit for free. They have one reading mm-hmm. reading per script, and then you kind of do like uh script doctoring if you if your people are interested in that kind of Kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's it seems like you created a business for yourself.
1: Yeah, it's it, and it's great. And it, 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 honestly, it's not even our, our rates are so affordable. And I They're made I affordable. wanted to make I wanted to I was very adamant about keeping it affordable because I want everyone to have a chance to um have a resource to work on their script. And it's not about making money. It's about creating a community and growing in creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess during in the pandemic, I guess like people obviously needed this, and it's like that's what we re- that's what we realized too when during the pandemic because we were doing these festivals, different cities, and things like that. And then the benefit was is that it, it, if you were in Australia, in London, whatever, Spain, you can come to us, right? And it was yeah. like, whoa, okay, so we, instead of we're, we're going to them all the time, so it's like that was like the positives, I guess, of of the of the pandemic. We learned that that it's not the same thing, of course. Like even you and I are talking yeah. on Zoom. We would have a different conversation if we're talking like in person but still we're still oh, connected for sure to this, right
1: yeah I, it's uh, it's it, it hit me um recently i was i feel like i've connected and networked more over zoom and because of the pandemic than i ever have yeah in my career before it's just i, I and i like you said, that's the sort of the positive outcome of it. And I I hope that it continues in that way. I mean, obviously I miss in live things, of course, but uh, it is nice to to have this outlet.
0: But from my perspective, people were more, from a general sense, people were more creative than ever before during the pandemic.
1: Oh my god, totally yeah exactly yeah. Oh, God. that's all i did was focus on my writing <laughs> yeah. bang, that i finished azalea during the pandemic because i was yeah. like oh i've got to finish the script finally did it and then yeah. wrote other things it's yeah
0: yeah and a lot of people had films that they needed to finish editing a lot of that and then so yeah, yeah. There was a lot of you know I'm, I'm, but then again a lot of the population was watching netflix so <laughs> yeah so it, it kind of balanced itself out in a sense which is an analogy for a lot of things so yeah, so would do you have a writing process? Like, do you have like a routine that you like write the same time every day? Like, do you always have to write every day? Like, what is do you, what is your kind of uh, structure?
1: I, I, I honestly, I try to, um, it's it's hard um, because I, I'm also a, a reader and judge for the Awesome Film Festival. So I, for their screenplay competition. So I read a lot of scripts. So when I have to find time and schedule time for myself to sit down and write, Um, but once I've gotten really good, and again, thanks to the pandemic, I've gotten really good about sitting down. I I listen to music sometimes, and I just dive in, and I just zone out, and I go for it. And uh, once I have an idea, I do my little rough outline, and then I just go, and I just start writing, because I know that um, there's a great podcast called The Screenwriting Life, Uh, by Laurie McKenna and Meg and they talk about the vomit draft and that's your first draft like just get it out get the story out Mm because I know that I have to go back and rewrite and fix yeah so
0: yeah because that's one of the, the from my experience what you just mentioned is that I see that with writers all the time where they're like they're they're like they page one and they go back and we've tried to refine page one and then they go to page they're rewriting and editing like all that like as they go through and like you said just like barf it out yeah and then then you have the spine right then you can kind of fine tune it i guess right
1: yep exactly just get it just write it and i think a lot of writers that i um talk to they're just like oh i just don't know i just don't know and they they get very indecisive yeah and i'm like no 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 it's like push that aside just write it you're because you're going to rewrite it 20 more times yeah. so just at least get it out so that you have that feeling of like oh i did it you know i've got i've got this, my story out now let's now let's make it a yeah. film or now let's make it a pilot
0: i it's it's like it's not even a general advice it's actually universal it's like if you look at all the great great writers of our time like from speech writers to novelists to screenwriters of course they uh, everybody does that concept and it's like you, oh yeah you, you get in trouble is when you try to go back page after page and start rewriting your page and it's a, it's a way of procrastinating too right because it's like perfectionism and then it's like it's like it keeps it keeps the process going but then you never get it done i guess right yeah
1: it's well that's why it's so important to have accountability groups and uh these writing rooms that i that i that i one of them that i run it's
0: to, to get it done it,
1: it, but it also fuels and sparks creativity too you're like oh wow that was a really cool script that i read oh now i got to go back and focus on mine and hopefully like eventually you start to self motivate your um Self enough to sit down and go okay i've carved out one hour to sit down and write as much as i can
0: yeah hopefully yeah that's the ideal i guess right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i that's what i try to do
0: but. yeah no 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 just like obviously i've been through the, run- the runner myself like uh from what i do for a living and administrating and stuff like that so you like there's a there what you're saying is 100 correct it's like it's 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 the ones who are going to like it's it it forces the process to go a little bit quicker and sometimes competition is good too. Sometimes people get get competitive in the writers groups in a healthy matter where they're like, oh, he got his script done, I got to get my script done, right? So
1: oh yeah, and I personally work better with a deadline. If you give yeah. me a deadline, I I I'm I'm one of those that either work better under pressure. So tell me like when do you need this, and I will get it done. Yeah, you know
0: yeah. It's like school, right that's why yeah because we're used to that we're 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 uh we're conformed to have that that those deadlines, right so absolutely well, this is a terrific script. I wish you the best. It seems like you're on your way already. so I think Thank that, you I think that yeah I really like the it's like it's it's it, it it's one of those scripts where like it has a it's a simple concept in its theory, but there's a lot of complexities in like you kind of centered on the issues where like, it's like people can get into it and they can, like, you know, it's easy to get into if that makes sense to you. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, feel, it feels safe and it feels comfortable for you, for like a universal audience. And then you get into kind of like these kind of interesting issues that, that, but we're already hooked in your scripts. It's so a it's a really, really interesting style of writing. I don't know if you understand what I just said, but I think that. No,
1: like- I know I, it makes complete sense to me. And that's, I, I people have said something similar and um, my, and I, that's what I want. I want you to fall in love with these characters and fall into the script. Yeah. And then by the end, you're you're sparking conversation yeah. about these topics. So that, that was t- completely my goal. So I'm really glad that that came across.
0: 100%. Well, congratulations. So hopefully we'll, let's Thank talk you. again. Maybe this will get made to a film or you'll do other things and, uh, and we'll talk about your next script that's coming up.
1: Yeah, I would love that.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six.